I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle, Couch Cast Edition. Well, guys, we are back. We're glad you're back, too. Hopefully, you are enjoying your summer as much as you can. It's a weird summer. It's a very weird summer. It's a I, weird year. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I saw a meme or joke or whatever that said, this. you know, I've, I've tried... Or I've started trying to, anytime I get into a weird, awkward conversation and I just don't know what to say, I just kind of end it with, man, 2020, right? And he's like, so far it's worked every time. I was like, I can kind of see that. That's a, that's great advice. I saw something the other day that was like, can we just put our Christmas trees up and call it a year and start over? There is somebody, uh that lives no. in my apartment complex that has their christmas tree up i was driving in the other night it has was it like, been up all year or no, just recently no it's recent it's they're on the top floor of one of the first buildings and their christmas tree is a full-size christmas tree in their window decorated and everything there are lights on it i can't I tell if it's decorated make them christmas cookies and we should like take them cookies oh my how gosh. fun would that be be that like be so we are kindred spirits yes <laughs> christmas in july that's awesome so i'm like maybe they're just hoping that if they put it up sooner the quicker this will all like all get close <laughs> oh it's christmas already yeah, it's okay christmas. Yay. Oh my if gosh. Only. If only. Okay. Okay. Let's jump on in. Pick a question. Yes. Okay. I always pick the numbers because Kristen is the keeper of our list of questions from you guys. So I'm the one that doesn't know what's what when it comes to them. So I'm not just like bossy and won't let Kristen pick. I feel. No, I told Bethany. <laughs> I always I'm feel like, weird. No, I'm like, please pick because, and then tell me if we've done this before because I type them all out on this sheet. I've read them all more than once, so I think we've done them all, and we really haven't. So, okay, what number? Uh, seven. Seven. <laughs> Bonus points if you know what movie that's from. <laughs> I've heard that, know? but I'm not. I can't. <laughs> I <knew it. laughs> have I seen it? Oh, I'm sure you have. The next line is, uh, try eight. It's from Little Rascals. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Y'all, I'm I, like a seven-year-old. That's the most quoted movie in my life. I have not seen that movie in probably 20 years. It's when they're, well, That's really sad. Yeah. I think my dad it's made me like watch it when I was little. on each other's shoulders and they walk into the bank. They're trying to, they need money for some, I think they have to rebuild their clubhouse. And the bank manager, like there's two of them on, one of them on the other shoulders and they have on this trench coat so they look like adults. And so and the bank manager's like, uh, what's your account number? And the kid's like, uh, seven. <laughs> So anyway, oh, that's I use, anytime someone asks for a number in my uh, life, I'm like, seven. uh, seven. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. Okay. Number seven. You ready? Yes. So there's the question and there's context. Okay. So what are your thoughts on missionary dating? That's a fantastic question. I think so okay, too. Okay. What's the context? She said, the guy I'm seeing listed he was a Christian on Bumble. I realize now that he's Catholic and we don't have the exact same beliefs, but he said he was willing to visit my church. Is this what you would consider missionary dating and should I give it a shot? Oh my gosh, the the look on Bethany's face. That is quite the the question. Mm -hmm. Would I consider it missionary dating? Not necessarily. Would I say you should give it a shot? No. Okay, explain. This This is like, okay, he's Catholic and I'm christian whatever you want you know i'm baptist if if it was he's baptist and i'm methodist i'd probably be saying the same thing it's not a matter of you know i'm less concerned about that he's catholic than the we don't have the same beliefs part of her little contextual explanation there okay i would say the same thing if 
if it was two Baptists who had very different views on certain things. Uh, I was talking to, um, I was talking to my dad not too, too long ago. And I was like, okay, so I'm thinking through like, you know, we talk about, oh, you want to be on the same page on big things and big things, but you know, smaller preferential things like though you don't have to be on the same page. And it's really easy to say that. But then when you sit down and think about it, I'm like, where do you draw the line with those things? Like what things are those big things that you absolutely need to agree on? And what are, like, where do you draw the line? And he had a really good, very succinct answer, like dads do so often. (laughs) He said, it's really simple. You need to agree on everything that you know at the time. Because there's going to be enough stuff that you don't know that you're going to not agree on that you just, that hasn't come up that you haven't talked about, that everything you do know you should agree on when it comes to your faith. I'm not talking about who's the better football team. <laughs> right. We're not talking about those things. I'm talking about theologically things that, of your faith. You, everything that you know, you should agree on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, there, that there's wisdom in that. I think I don't, you know, I don't think we're talking about, well, I prefer music with no drums and I prefer, prefer music with drums. We're talking about like theological points, you know, grace, the gospel, baptism, salvation, sanctification, daily life. What do all those things look like? You should agree on all of those things. So regardless of the quote unquote denomination, regardless of Catholic versus Protestant, if those things aren't in agreement, you should move on. And especially, I'm not trying to knock Bumble, but especially if it's, you were just going off of Oh, he said Christian on a Bumble profile because I've done that. I'm like, oh, well, he said this. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know. And you try to like make it work. So be very careful. Yeah. The filter that I typically try to use when it comes to what Bethany's talking about with figuring out where you line up with your faith is, um, am I, what, we need to agree on the things that we are going to teach our children. Yes. So... Um, all the things Bethany just listed. Because if if you if you are on very different sides of a very big point of your faith, that's gonna be really not to say you could probably make the relationship work, but it's gonna be real difficult when you bring kids into the picture and you're teaching them one thing and he's teaching them another, and they're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what to mm-hmm. believe or yeah. what's right because mom said this, but dad said this, and I like this better, but I don't know, and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And yes, that's thinking down the road, but that's good thinking down the road. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, there are things, because I think about my parents, my parents are pretty uh, on the same page with, I would say, 98% of their (laughs) beliefs. There are a couple things that they are not on the same page. And, but those are things that they've been able, as we've gotten older, to be like, okay, well, here's what we agree on with this. And then here are the sub points where your mom thinks this and I kind of think this, but you need to go, you know, it's things that are introduced later. Like you need to go do your own Mm -hmm. um, research and study of scripture and figure out, okay, what is, what's your conviction here? Because this is not a, um, it's not the black and white issues. Sure. And that's, that's enough to, Mm -hmm. I mean, that, you know, that 2% feels big yeah you know yeah but if you're talking catholic versus protestant or we're, we're talking about there are significant differences when it comes to 
salvation and Mm -hmm. what that looks like and what it takes to be saved, whether it is all of grace or whether there are works. Like if you teach children kind of a wishy-washy view on that, it's not, it it gets very difficult Mm -hmm. because you're going to have children who grow up confused about salvation itself, Mm. not children who grow up and get saved and then on the finer points of some gray areas they have to study scripture and make their own decision that's good Mm -hmm. that's a good thing that you want your children to do and obviously the lord can save whoever he has to save i'm not saying if you marry someone (laughs) who doesn't believe what you do then none of your kids are going to be saved i'm just saying you are laying a foundation of a lot of potential confusion and difficulty for them and also for your own relationship because the back and forth, no, no, your dad. I mean, because basically if he teaches one thing and you come along and say something else, what you're telling your kids is no, no, your dad doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's saying about you too. Regardless of how kindly you say it. Yeah. And that's not something you want. Not at all. And then I would say in addition to that here, there are two other things with missionary dating that make me nervous. (laughs) being real yes, frank I here. did want to come back and talk about straight up missionary dating. Yes. First thing is, and Bethany kind of alluded to this last week that we'd be talking about this in an episode next season, but what are his motives? Because if he is dating you and now all of a sudden he's interested in going to a different church and rethinking his entire belief system solely because he's dating you, as wonderful as you may be, you do not need to be the reason that he is changing his beliefs, converting, having belief for the first time. You know, if you're dating somebody who is just like, whether they're agnostic or whatever, the Lord needs to, and he is the only one that can truly change him, but also he needs to come to that, um, place of you know what I am wrong and I or I am you know I haven't been following Christ and I want to do this because this isn't it's not affecting my relationship mm-hmm. with you and it's not motivated by me wanting to be with you and this is what I am seeing is a non-negotiable for yes. you does that make yes, sense it does and I think yeah true missionary dating is a believer dating an unbeliever hoping they can save them mm-hmm. basically and especially on the female side of that, when you are dating someone who will one day be the head and leader of you and your family, that's someone that you're going to be submitting to whose decisions you are relying on for the spiritual well-being of your family, because that's the, you know, the authority that the Lord placed in your life. And so if you start dating him, and he's not saved. And then a couple months later, he gets saved, whether that's legitimate or not, whether it's because he wants to impress you or not, you don't know. But regardless, he is an infant in the faith. And he needs to be fostering that and deepening that relationship, I think, apart from you. Mm-hmm. And if he is truly saved, then praise the Lord. That's wonderful. But I don't necessarily think that automatically means, okay, let's jump back into this relationship. And I dated a guy once who he was saved, but he was a newer Christian in the past like couple of years. And the, the longer we dated, the more it went on, the more I realized there were some foundational faith elements that he was, he needed to mature in. He needed to focus on, and I didn't need to be 
the motivation for that. And I didn't, there didn't need to be that question. And so that was a big part of why we ended it was I see these things. I, and I know you don't necessarily see them right now, maybe, but I trust that the Lord will show that to you in his timing. And that needs to be independent of me. And we called it off. We mm-hmm. ended that because of that. And so I think that's someone who ha- who was a Christian and had been for a few years. And so I'm not saying you can only ever date someone who's been a Christian for this many years, but we're talking about general maturity here. Mm-hmm. And so I think there needs to be that time, or especially this, this guy who's in her specific situation saying he wants to come visit her church and this, that, and the other. You just have to be careful because someone who is not as mature to start with whatever they hear is going to sound right because they don't have that foundation in scripture as much. And so you need to give him the time to develop that. Absolutely. And I think that, well, here, I'll just speak personally. And then if you identify with this, then great. And if you don't, fine. But personally, I am looking for a man who is strong in his convictions, who has a strong, um, growing, maturing faith walk and who is confident in what he believes, knows what he mm-hmm. believes, is certain in that, is, you know, as much as you can be, obviously there's yeah. faith and I'm not getting into all that right now. But if I can so easily convince a guy to abandon, or not abandon, but, oh, maybe, I don't know, sure, mm-hmm. about his beliefs because he's dating me now and he wants to appease me that's more of a red flag to me than anything else because i would in that sense i would almost i would have more um i guess respect if the guy was like hey you know what i'm I'm even if he's catholic like i'm very confident in this my faith is very foundational based upon this and i don't feel comfortable fine mm-hmm. you you're th- not the right guy for me yeah but, but that's you, that's between you and the lord and yep. this is between me and the lord and you know i respect that you that in you and we can move forward separately yeah but like bethany was saying this is a guy that you're going to be submitting to his leadership and who will be the head of your family and it's really attractive when he is strong in his faith when he's got a really solid relationship with the lord and he's confident in that that's someone that I look at and be like, I, I would be more than happy to follow this guy yeah. and to submit to this guy. And if that's not the case, whether like we're saying here with missionary dating, whether he's not a believer or whether he's just in a totally has a totally different belief system, even if he is a Christian, that's something I would really encourage you to consider before you move too much further in the relationship. Yeah. Also, y'all know we go back to this book all the time, but she's got the wrong guy talks about <laughs> this and talks about dating an infant believer and all of the repercussions of that. Yes. Not to say that it's impossible, but if you've been following the Lord for 15 years and he got saved two months ago, right. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. I'm so glad you, you said that about like, here's, here's what I'm looking for personally. Cause I, I've noticed we get a lot of questions. It's like, okay, I know y'all said X, Y, Z, but how? And so it's really easy to talk about, oh, missionary dating, don't do it, or this, that, or the other. But I'm glad you said that about, here's what I'm looking for. And I think for me too, like, I guess the main thing I look for when it comes to that, like you, it comes back to their convictions and are they strong in their convictions and know what they believe? But then I want to see, they're strong in their convictions because they are, strong in their belief that the Bible is the authority in their life. 
and they are strong in their biblically informed convictions and can articulate that. And someone who is a new believer does not know the Bible like that. And that is not wrong. They haven't had time. That is a okay. They are working towards that. But when we're talking about, especially the older you get, I'm 33. I'm not looking to date someone for three years while they mature as a Christian. Does that make sense? I I am more looking for someone who has already completed that process somewhat. And I don't know what the Lord has for me. Who knows? But that's what I go into it looking for is someone who is confident in scripture and knows it well and can use it to make their convictions and decisions and all of that. I think that's so good. I think we can end on that. I think so. That's a great question. I loved that one. Yes. So, all right, guys, we'll be back next week with another couch cast. We are inching closer and closer to season five, which is crazy. We'll have a uh, announced date for y'all sooner or later. Also, just as a quick reminder, if you're not already following us on Instagram, you should go do that right now. You can find us at LFTM underscore podcast. We've been storing every day, talking to y'all, asking fun questions. Y'all can make fun of us when we do stupid things because we document that too. So it's a grand old time. So go do that right yes. now. If you, yeah, if you listen to us and you're like, wow, they seem like idiots, go over Instagram and we'll confirm it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're lovable, fun idiots. Exactly. So it's great. Exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, we will sign off there. We will see you next week. But until then, I am Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.